Welcome back, one and all, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. We are in the second weekend here of the firearms deer season in North Dakota. And despite some challenges out there on the landscape with uh, diseases and some concerns on the EHD front and now on the CWD front, which we'll get back to uh, in the backside of the show, people are still finding some nice bucks. Boy, we're seeing some huge mule deer. A lot of great pictures coming up. Uh, last week we talked with Jason Zins of ND Bucks and Bulls. Check them out on Facebook. A lot of great photos of those first deer, those youngsters getting their first bucks uh, in their memory books. And then a lot of folks taking some pretty massive mule deer and some really impressive whitetails. So check that out. A lot of good stories floating around out there and a lot of fun being had despite some of the challenges. Obviously we had a very nice first weekend. Very, very mild. Things shifting here under a change in the weather. Obviously a midweek front has moved through. We are looking at that first quarter moon coming in here too. So we don't have that strong moon phase that we had on opening weekend, but we are getting a chill in the air once again. So that will switch those conditions up. Hopefully you can find some calm times to be out on stand or glass in the hillsides or taking those walks through the field or pushing those cattail slews, whatever it is that drives your deer hunting tradition, there are a lot of great opportunities and a lot of great way to great ways to hunt for you to explore the options out there. So Stay on it, stay safe, keep that blaze orange on your body, hats, chests, get those gloves, heck, I'd even throw some of them coveralls on now as it gets a little cooler in the air. So firearms deer season obviously is the topic of the week. We will be following up with Charlie Bonson, as I referenced, he is the wildlife veterinarian for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department to talk about the impact of EHD and what we've seen coming out of fall and then this new information with CWD along the Red River. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We've got the first weekend of rifle season under our belts. Those firearms deer hunters are out there, and a lot of folks, particularly on the western part of the state, are finding some impacts from EHD. And for that, we have Charlie Bonson, wildlife veterinarian for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department, on the show to help us wade through EHD and some CWD surveillance in the east. Charlie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Nick. Uh, glad to join you again. Yeah, we're glad to have you on, particularly at this time of year with uh, some of the changes we're seeing on the landscape. And the buzz continues around EHD as many hunters are finding more and more dead whitetails, particularly, in their efforts out in the western half of the state. How bad is it? Yeah, it was a bad year. We we certainly had some some units pretty substantially affected. Compared to previous years, we had a much larger geographic footprint than what we traditionally see in a bad year. And then some units kind of across the unit, dead animals could be found. Um, that's not to say that there there weren't pockets of, of unaffected areas, but certainly, I mean, by most measures, uh, this was kind of one of the worst ones that we've seen. Yeah, it certainly is. We've seen the heat map up at gf.nd.gov showing where those impacts have been. Give a background on how EHD is spread and why it was so bad this year and what species are primarily and secondarily affected. So EHD is this really fascinating viral disease that's specific to cervids. White-tailed deer, mule deer, elk, moose, even bighorn sheep can all be infected, but hits white-tailed deer. They're kind of the poster child. They're, they're the most hardest hit. It's a natural virus out there, um, but in when certain factors line up, you can have really bad years where you get a little bit of virus out there, and then it's then it's transmitted among deer by this uh, biting midge. You can get environmental factors that kind of make things worse and worse. We know that bad years are pretty strongly linked to drought, and so of course 
most of the state had a, you know, some level of drought. Um, and then, you know, so those are things that lend themselves to the start of an outbreak. And, and typically what ends an outbreak is, uh, is a hard frost or a, a couple nights of hard frost that kill that midge or at least slow down the life cycle substantially. Thankfully, we have had those killing frosts. We're talking with Charlie Bonson, wildlife veterinarian for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Charlie, last year's EHD had some notable losses. He had a lot of reports coming in, particularly in isolated areas throughout the Southwest. But this year seems worse and more widespread. Is that the case, and why or why not? I think that's pretty fair. Um, you know, last year, kind of our traditionally affected areas were were affected. So units 3E1, 3E2, um, 3F1, 3F2, um, it's kind of that southwest, like Edinger, uh, Mod, you know, Grant, Sioux Counties. Um, those areas were all affected last year and, um, and enough to where we did offer license refunds. From that year, uh, basically, we just saw the whole thing spread out. We, we did have some mortality in those units, but by and large, they weren't nearly as impacted as the year before, and they weren't, they weren't nearly as impacted as um, kind of the adjacent units. All the units um, along and adjacent to the Missouri River, uh, we even had some little pockets um, in eastern North Dakota um, that, that sort of flared up. Uh, if you, you can think about it as a continuation of the outbreak from last year, so you know, we know when, a, when the disease comes into an area, not all deer are, are, are killed by it, and, and those that, that survive develop a pretty strong immunity. So um, those southwest units, um, you know, by and large, those populations are a little more resilient to a viral threat like this, um, whereas on, on those adjacent units, we're looking at deer that have never seen it before, and, and they responded accordingly, you know, very high levels of mortality and some dramatic uh, reports out there. Sure thing. We're talking with Charlie Bonson, wildlife veterinarian for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Charlie, let's jump to the east. Another noteworthy item we see is that a deer believed to have chronic wasting disease, a completely different disease, obviously more long-lasting and certainly a major impact to deer hunting in the future, was found near Climax, Minnesota, just across the Red River. As a result, Game and Fish has started surveillance for CWD in Unit 2B between Fargo and Grand Forks and a little bit west of there. Uh, explain the steps going into effect and why they're going into place for hunters in that unit. That did come as a surprise. Uh, we've been working with Minnesota DNR um, following that that result, and um, I think both they and us, we, we know that there's a positive deer there. Uh, what it means exactly is kind of undetermined at this point. And, and so fortunately the timing worked out to where uh, we can – really take advantage of, um, you know, the, the gun season last minute here to try to get a bunch more samples from that area to just put this finding in context. The hope is that we will test a lot of deer and they'll all come back negative and, and we'll say that maybe this is just sort of a weird oddity event. But that being said, we just, we just really need more information to put that finding um, in context. So, yeah, I think, I think the news came into us Tuesday or Wednesday last week. Um, you know, of course, the gun season starts on Friday, so... Uh, we did set up last minute uh, three different collection sites in Grand Forks, Hillsboro, and Fargo, and and then also uh, our our health biologist is spending his Saturdays and Sundays at the Hillsboro Cenex. And so anyway, anybody any three or two bee hunters, um, you know, that harvest a deer over there, just really would ask them to consider dropping off a head or or stopping by and, and talking to Brent in Hillsboro to get samples off that deer. Um, so that hopefully we can just get a kind of a clearer picture of what's going on over there. Sure. Is there any information surrounding the deer that was found near Climax? Was that a, a captive deer or was that a wild deer? Uh, what kind? Was it a doe or a buck? And how did it come to be? 
It was a uh, it was a whitetail deer. It was a a hunter harvested uh, bow harvest. A guy a guy that was hunting in Minnesota is a real uh, you know avid hunter and and actually his daughters had harvested some some deer and so he submitted samples for those and, and they that one came back positive. It was a kind of a younger whitetail buck, probably two and a half or so. And beyond that, uh, we're looking for more data to kind of substantiate. You know, various theories. Certainly. And with the river as low as it was, it's not out of the question that those deer could easily move back and forth over the water in the Red River, correct? That's why we're responding accordingly is because a deer that close can pretty much assume to be a a part of the same herd. You know, it's a pretty continuous herd on either side of that river. We do know that interstates act as a pretty strong barrier, so that's maybe one good thing is I-29 does kind of limit travel. But but I would really assume that uh, Minnesota and North Dakota kind of share the, the population that's along the river there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate your vigilance, and obviously the folks that are now pulling double duty along 2B and monitoring that are very serious stuff. So we thank you for all the work you do there, and most importantly, thanks for being on the show and sharing this information today. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the time, Nick. So important information there from Charlie, giving us the lowdown on what's happening on the disease front. Obviously, as EHD begins to wane after the frost, there are new concerns of CWD along the Red River. As Charlie mentioned, you can stop at the NDSU Veterinary Diagnostic Lab, 4035 19th Avenue North in Fargo to drop off your heads. Tractor Supply Company in Grand Forks on 32nd Avenue, and of course, at the Senex in Hillsborough, 105 6th Street Southwest. Those heads will go a long way in helping get a better bearing as to where CWD sits on the Red River border between North Dakota and Minnesota. That wraps up the show, folks. Stay vigilant out there, stay safe, and enjoy the middle stretch here of the firearms deer season. And remember to take a kid with you. And if you do, I'm certain I'll see you in our outdoors.